Let's get the news with News Director Nathan Cones over in the news studio. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, John, and good morning, everyone. The trial for a Litton man responsible for an extensive manhunt by Carroll Area Law Enforcement last November is scheduled to begin next month. 47-year-old Victor Henry Scalco Jr. is charged with one Class C felony, that's first-degree theft, and three Class D felonies, unlawful possession of a firearm, eluding, and assault while displaying a dangerous weapon. Those charges stem from a November 4th incident in Carroll involving the Carroll Police Department, Carroll County Sheriff's Office, Iowa State Patrol, and multiple other agencies. Authorities say Galco assaulted a woman at her residence earlier in the day and stole her vehicle. He then fled from an attempted traffic stop in town at a high rate of speed and eluded law enforcement for several hours by hiding in a creek northeast of Carroll. Scalco had reached a plea agreement with prosecutors in November, but withdrew from the deal last week. Scalco's pretrial hearing is scheduled for March 6th, and the jury trial will tentatively commence on March 21st. Combined, the charges carry a maximum penalty of up to 27 years in prison and nearly $40,000 in fines. As of yesterday, Scalco remained in custody at the Carroll County Jail. And registration opened yesterday for players interested in participating in the third annual Carroll Superdraft Softball Tournament to raise money for patients receiving care at the St. Anthony Regional Cancer Center. According to Katie Decker, one of the event's organizers and a radiation dosimetrist at the Cancer Center, a group of friends brought the Superdraft to Carroll in 2021, and the response from the community has been overwhelming. We have a committee that gives out funds to patients of the Cancer Center. We've given out gas cards and grocery cards, and we've bought tires for vehicles and batteries and paid for snow to get plowed and anything that will help make the patient's life a little bit easier. In the last two years, we've been very successful. We were able to put in $10,000 into an account each year at the Cancer Center. So that's our goal this coming year is to raise enough money that we can continue on with putting in that money. The Carroll Super Draft does not operate like a traditional softball tournament. Instead of teams with set rosters registering, players sign up individually for $40 each and are then drafted by the team captains. Decker says interest from players has been high the past several years, so they're expanding each team's size from 12 to 13. People can register via PayPal or Venmo or cash or check. After that, the draft is April 1st, so we would like to get everybody signed up by then so that we can do our draft and pick our teams. Links to the various ways to register are included with the story on our website. Entry fees are just one way the Super Draft raises money. They also host an auction during the tournament. That's scheduled for Saturday, May 13th. We've actually had donations already. The iCubs have donated. The Green Bay Packers have donated. We're hoping to get donations from Iowa State and Iowa big and deep for those. And we really, really want to get a autographed item from Purdy from the 49ers, so we're working on that. So we start working pretty early on those silent auction items. Individuals or businesses interested in providing silent auction items should reach out to any of the organizers. The Super Draft has grown every year it's been held, and Decker says they have plans to go bigger and better in 2023. We definitely do have some things that we're going to add. They're still in the works and nothing is solidified, so I can't tell you, but it's more focused on the children so that we can get families out. We're looking to do some fun stuff that will keep the kiddos entertained, and luckily we have some connections through our committee that can make that happen. The 2023 Carroll Superdraft is organized by Decker and her husband, Tad, Katie and Kyle Cornelius, and Nicole and Colby McCarville.
And February is National Financial Aid Awareness Month for students seeking to further their education after high school. And Des Moines Area Community College is launching a new campaign to encourage students to complete the FAFSA, also known as the Free Application for Student Aid. The FAFSA is administered by the U.S. Department of Education that collects demographic and income-related questions from students to determine if they qualify for federal education assistance. DMAC Financial Aid Director Jerry McKean says, unfortunately, many prospective students and families don't complete their FAFSA. Perhaps it's an awareness issue, or they think they won't qualify for grants or scholarships, but either way, it is worth the time to complete the form. We hope DMAX Awareness Campaign will let people know that FAFSA is a valuable financial aid tool. According to DMAC, only about half of Central Iowa students complete the FAFSA, and the community college's campaign, Don't Hibernate, You'll Be Late, File Your FAFSA, aims to increase that percentage through student outreach, digital and traditional advertising, and more. The FAFSA completion deadline for students planning to enroll in the fall 23 semester at DMAC is July 1st, but McKean encourages students to complete it as soon as possible to qualify for additional funding, such as the All-Iowa Opportunity or Last Dollar Scholarships. Many high schools offer FAFSA completion assistance programs. A link to that FAFSA form is included with this story on our website. And construction is expected to get underway early next week to repair a water main break in Manning that occurred over the past weekend. On Monday, February 6th at approximately 10 a.m., the work is set to begin. Residents can expect discoloration in the water in the neighborhoods in the northern areas of Manning. Structures in the 100, 200, and 300 blocks of 3rd Street and the 100 and 200 blocks of East Street will be without water service for a brief time on Monday. Once service has been restored, a boil advisory will be in effect until further notice, likely to last at least 48 hours. Those without water are advised not to drink or use water for cooking unless it has been boiled. Carol Broadcasting will bring you updates once that advisory is lifted. City officials do apologize for the inconvenience. Questions can be directed to Manning City Hall at 712-655-2176. And that is going to wrap up your KCIM 7 o'clock news. I'm Nathan Cohns reporting. So do we know if the boil order is going to be for all of Manning or just for that section of town? So it's going to be for those who are not going to have water, essentially, that water service. Those that have it shut off, yeah. Yep, so the 100, 200, 300 blocks of 3rd Street and the 100 and 200 blocks of East Streets, for sure. Basically, if your water service is interrupted at all, uh, typically, when, when a boil advisory goes into effect, it's because pressure was lost at some point in the lines, meaning potential infiltration into the system. Mm-hmm. So when they turn off the water, Water and the water doesn't run, there's no pressure, something could potentially infiltrate. So uh, if you don't have running water, you'll be under a boil advisory. And our local cities do an excellent job uh, putting notices out on doors, contacting yep. residents as well. But just in case, putting that kind of on your radar for next week. Is that information on the, you got that on the website yes, right sir. now? Okay, so you can look it up there. Plus, by the way, Punxsutawney Phil saw a shadow, even though it was cloudy in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. I, saw a shadow six more weeks of winter. Where did I, I noticed, I thought about it last hour. I called them Poughkeepsie. Where did I come up with that? I, I have no, that's a place, isn't it? You know, I just, I forgive anything that happens in the 6 a.m. hour. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I said Poughkeepsie, and it is, I've seen Groundhog Day at least a dozen times. Yeah, so. but you know, like I said, 6 a.m. hour, man. I, I hold nobody responsible for what they say in the 6 a.m. hour. I, I hold myself to a higher standard, John. Oh, well, <laughs> you go ahead and do that for you. I'm going to enforce my rules on me. So. Yeah, you are the boss. Oh, yeah. It's good to be the king. <laughs> Let's get a look. <laughs> okay, that was a little dramatic, I think, maybe. But uh, we'll talk weather coming up next. We are going to be uh, getting cold today, super cold tonight, but pretty nice for the weekend. Details are on the way.